Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. In March 2016, Joanne Suther reflected on a pain journey that had begun almost 10 years earlier. I was not prepared for the journey that awaited me, she wrote in her journal. Pain was a thief, a dark shadow that invaded everything that was good. It was a fog that settled in and did not give way to the sun that continually tried to rise. It was slow to conquer, but relentless. Back in 2007, Joanne thought the intense hip pain that was threatening her career as an art teacher was just a normal side effect of aging. For too long, as she lost too much mobility and quality of life, she convinced herself that it was something she just had to live with. But then Joanne launched a personal mission to get back what pain had taken away. At MoveForwardPT.com, we're sharing stories of people whose lives were transformed by physical therapy, and this is one of those tales. Today, Joanne says she feels years younger than she did when her pain journey began. Here now is Joanne sharing her experience in her words. Well, my pain started actually the last year I was teaching, which was 2007-2008. It got so bad that I really had to stop teaching. I taught K-12 art. I was on my feet all the time, always moving around a room, um, taking students back and forth down the hall. I'm getting things out of cabinets. I'm setting materials up. So the pain started radiating in my right hip, and it hurt to stand. It hurt to walk. I know I did not walk well. My gait was probably horrible even at that point. The pain, it started to occupy a place in my mind that made teaching really difficult. I know that over time, during that school year, it became harder and harder to just have the joy of teaching and art in my heart because all I could think about was the pain, how much it hurt. If I had to go up steps or, or, or down steps, it was really difficult. And it was at that point I began to judge everything. Is this worthwhile to do? Can I endure the pain to do what I want to do? And at the end of that school year, it was like, I can't do this anymore. The pain is too much for me. I was off work for about two years because of the pain. Started to go back part-time at the art museum, which is where I work now. For me, pain is pain is a thief. Took so much out of my life. It took my teaching career. It took a lot of uh, the relationships changed. Pain it invades every area of your life, both personal and career-wise. It was horrible for my journey. Looking back on it now, without pain, I can really understand how much pain I was in. I don't know if that even makes sense, but. That journey through pain and, and not doing anything about the pain. It was just enduring the pain over time. Finally, it would get so bad, I went to the doctor. And at the time, I had different doctors. And since no one at the time professionally said, you know, maybe you need an x-ray on this, or maybe we need to dig a little deeper, I'm just thinking, I'm getting older. And this is something I'm just going to live with. 
And it wasn't really until I changed doctors that a new strategy came in and said, let's try physical therapy, let's try x-rays, and let's see what's really causing this. That's when they first sent me to physical therapy, which was in spring of 2013. And during that time, my right leg had rotated out 45 degrees. I had a lot of lower back pain as well as the hip dysfunction. And the goal there was basically to alleviate some pain and see what we could do to get me a little bit more mobile. And that really helped for a while, for a couple months. It it worked out pretty good. And then in the summer of 2013, a really severe a pain like I had never even experienced before really took over my right hip. And I was sent for x-rays, and that's when we found out I had this huge bone spur uh, that was causing my leg to rotate out. The top of my femur bone had started already to die, so it was collapsing. And the only result at that point, the only thing to do was surgery. And for me, I mean, it was a relief to know that there was a cause for this pain and that there was something we could do about it. On the same hand, it was really scary for me because I had never had surgery. I didn't know what to expect, and it was just really frightening. So as the summer went on, the surgery was scheduled for uh, September, and when I first met with the surgeon, I remember being in the exam room and him looking at the x-rays of both of my hips, the full pelvic x-ray, and saying, most of the surgeries I do are on hips that are not as bad as your good ones. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And I have a hip even worse than that. And just the, the fear factor of surgery, I thought, I need a strategy for me because as an art teacher, I can let my imagination just really run amok. And my strategy was to create a journal, do an art journal, and incorporate and involve every single medical professional that crossed my path. As long as I had my journal with me, they were going to have some input. And I was going to learn that this is a team. They're here to fix me, and I don't have to be afraid. They have great expertise. So along my whole journey really is involved with two journals, and recording everything that happened to me along the way, as well as getting input and some fresh ideas and drawings and fun things from the people that helped put me back together. While I was recovering in the hospital, of course, physical therapy starts almost immediately. They get you up and and moving the same day. Uh, I had physical therapy at home with a home health care program, and I had that three times a week for four weeks, and it's working on mobility, uh, some strengthening exercises, walking uh, with weight-bearing, and that recovery seemed to go very, very well. I, I thought I made really great progress on that one. I was back to work in six weeks. I was back to my fitness and exercise classes, uh, doing very, very well, and that lasted for about a year. And then the other hip, the pain of the other hip, really, I knew it was coming. The doctor, the surgeon said, probably within two years, you're going to need that other one replaced. And I was trying to stretch it out as long as I could. I, I guess it's that I've got to endure this and, and go as long as I can. And little by little, the pain of that left hip started creeping in. 
and I decided it was time to start scheduling that second surgery. I had such high hopes because I thought, oh, you know, the really bad hip went really well, and this one is going to be a breeze because now I'm in, I'm doing my exercises, I'm doing my fitness classes, I'm in the best shape I've been in in years, and this one's going to be no problem. And then I found after that surgery, it was like, oh, my gosh, my whole world fell apart. My muscles just in that left leg just knotted, and it was so painful to do a lot of things right after the surgery with my home health care physical therapy that most of the time was spent actually working the knots out of the muscles and doing some really basic, basic exercises. And at six weeks when I went back to see my surgeon, my abductor muscles were so weak I couldn't even lift them. If I were lying on my side, I couldn't lift my left leg at all. And so my surgeon recommended targeted and aggressive physical therapy on the abductor muscles. And I thought, oh, my gosh, targeted and aggressive in the same sentence. This sounds painful. And it really wasn't. But it was just that they were so weak. And all those years of using the wrong muscles to walk, I think, really landed on that second surgery. And so I had eight weeks of additional physical therapy. I had a great physical therapist who worked with me on mobility and strengthening, also targeting those abductor muscles with specific exercises, learning how to walk with a proper gait, use the right muscles to do the job. And after those eight weeks, then I was cleared to go back into exercise classes. At that point, my body mechanics were really starting to to lock in so that I was using good body mechanics. I was already back at work, but I had very, I had some restrictions on lifting and doing certain things uh, until I had my final clearance from PT. So that second recovery was a lot slower, but in the end, it was so much better because I learned, totally learned good proper body mechanics. I learned that quality of movement is more important than just getting it done and really thinking about engaging my core, and it was just amazing for me. As frustrating as those eight weeks in additional physical therapy was, and as discouraged at some point I still got, within a couple months, I really took off, but I had such a good foundation from those eight weeks of physical therapy. It was hard. It was difficult. But what I could see, even like in my journals, part of my journals are I drew calendars and I track everything. So when I go back and I look at a page of the calendars where my eight outpatient physical therapy sessions are, I could read within one week's time, I can write, I'm not seeing the progress I want. I'm discouraged. I'm feeling frustrated. And two days later, when I go to physical therapy, I wrote the comment, Kurt says things are going really well and I'm making good progress. So I look at that even right after I wrote it or a month later and say, you know, my discouragement and frustration is almost as bad as the pain. It's lying to me. I'm really making good progress. It might be slow, but I need to honor the expertise of the physical therapist because in this situation, he knows more than I do. And I really began to trust the expertise of the professional. And I became a big fan 
of doing everything he recommended. I continued to do my exercises, my recommended exercises, every morning. I know they got me to the point to where I could start achieving even my small goals. And once I achieved those small goals, I knew there were better things ahead. And I'm not going to give up on what brought me to that place of achievement and and recovery. I know I did the work, so I have to own that. Uh, And I would encourage people to own their own progress, track your progress. For me, I identified one thing that I would not give up on achieving. And no matter how frustrated and discouraged I was, and I was very much of, of both, I wanted to be able to walk stairs foot over foot effortlessly. And that may seem like a silly goal because when you can do it, it, you don't even think about it. But when you haven't done it for years and you want it so bad you can taste it, I would not give up on that. No matter how frustrated or discouraged, I would not give up on being able to achieve that. And so when I left physical therapy in December of 2015, It wasn't until January 29th, 2016, that I, every day, was now starting to walk stairs, foot over foot, effortlessly. Could even carry things up the stairs with me with absolutely no trouble. But yet I can look back in my journal, and two weeks before that, I'm still having frustrations with walking stairs. I know when I do my exercises now, they're effortlessly. But... When I first started doing them, I had a TFL-IT band stretch that, oh, my goodness, you had to think about seven things before you could even initiate the exercise, and it seemed like it took 10 minutes just to do 10 of them. And now it's I don't even think about it because setting up proper body mechanics is routine for me now. I can reach into a kitchen cabinet and my core muscles engage, and I'm not even thinking about it anymore. And it just brings such quality to your life, to everything you do. You appreciate everything so much more. I'm a huge cheerleader for physical therapy and honoring the expertise of the therapist. I let it go way too long. That is one thing I, I would total, I totally regret. You don't have to live with pain if, if you know what's causing it and there is a solution and there's a remedy. Go for it whereas I didn't even investigate that. I didn't take that part of my own health care into my own hands. I just allowed myself to slide and believe, oh, I'm just getting older. And older doesn't have to mean living in pain and being restricted in everything that you do. So my lesson on pain is do something about it. To me, it's like night and day. I feel right now, I know I'm 66 years old. I feel like I'm 25. I feel like I have a quality of life that I didn't even have when I was 40. I feel absolutely amazing. I work at it. I'm more conscious and mindful of my body and what I can do and how to do things well. So I think my quality of life has vastly improved. Being appreciative and grateful and having these skills now to help me. I'm now starting to teach again. I work mostly with adults and mostly with educators in a resource center and really enjoying that mobility of being able to walk through the galleries, which I hadn't done in years because it was too painful, and 
being able to work with my peers in a in a teaching format. I'm more active. For right now, I think it's because I've just had my one year follow up with, you know, good thumbs up from everyone. I really want to savor uh this part of my life and journey and I really want to uh become as fit as I possibly can be. So I made some lifestyle changes while I was still in physical therapy uh back in December. I had had another surgery in between my two hip surgeries. And when I went to my one-year follow-up on that surgery, I weighed in at the highest I had weighed in years. And it it just struck a nerve with me, and I thought, you know, I'm learning how to move a little bit better now. I know I'm going to make progress. I'm still frustrated, but I know I'm making progress. I'm going to make some changes and lose some weight, become more active, get fit again. And so from early December of 2015 till now, with those lifestyle changes, I've lost 35 pounds and 20 inches, and I just want to continue to build muscle, get as fit as I possibly can, and and then see what's, what's down the road. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet. I'm doing a lot of artwork uh, using my x-rays and my journals and maybe explore my art a little bit more. I'd love to figure out some ways to maybe help and encourage other people going through the same kind of surgery to kind of be that encourager. And, yeah, there's there's frustration in one week. Two days later, you're making great progress. Keep going. Uh, So I'm not sure what's ahead, uh, but we'll see. Thank you to Joanne for sharing her story. You can find a few samples from Joanne's pain journal and other stories like this at MoveForwardPT.com. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.